In this presentation, we will discuss the topic of accounting for your income with relation to a sole proprietorship generally reported on a Schedule C. This information can be found in Publication 334. Accounting for your income. Accounting for your income for income tax purposes differs at times from accounting for financial purposes. So note that, of course, the income related to the tax code is not the same as income which will typically be related to some other method. In other words, the financial statement method we typically think of as generally accepted accounting principles is what both people learn, which is a type of accrual accounting typically. The tax code, even if we're using an accrual method, will typically differ from what we'll see in normal financial accounting. Now, remember that if you're a small business, then you may not be tied to the normal generally accepted accounting principles because you're not having you're not being audited and if you're not in some industry that's basically requiring some kind of reporting standard then you may be able to basically do your books more on a tax basis just so you don't have to have as many differences between a tax basis or a non-tax basis however generally if you have any other kind of rules related to it or if you want your books on the basis that's going to be easiest for decision making that's usually not the cash basis and you and you're typically going to have to make adjustments between the cash basis and the basis we use for our books back to the text this section discusses some of the more common differences that may affect business transactions Figure your business income on the basis of a tax year and according to your regular method of accounting. See Chapter 2, Income Paid to a Third Party. All income you earn is taxable to you. You cannot avoid tax by having the income paid to a third party. So we saw this before. If we have basically two individuals and the income is coming to us, then typically it's owed to us. We can't really avoid the income that's going to be paid to us by basically saying pay that income to someone else that we have designated possibly because we owe them money or for some other reason we'll give an example here example you rent out your property and the rental agreement directs the leasee to pay the rent to your son the amount paid to your son is gross income to you so let's say this is us and this is the the people that we lease to or rent to they typically would pay us the money but if we say hey you know we've got a son in college up here we would like you to just make the payments to the son the son needs money just make the payments up there and that means and you might think well that would mean that the payment didn't go to the taxpayer and therefore the taxpayer shouldn't have to pay taxes on it but that's not typically the case still the taxpayer would generally have to pay taxes because of course they're the ones that are designating the payment to go to the son and in essence it's kind of the same thing as if they got the money and then paid it to the son so therefore typically still have to record income typically still have to pay cash on it T cash discounts these are amounts the seller permits you to deduct from the invoice price for prompt payment so what happens if we get a deduction of the amount we have to pay because of the fact that we got a cash discount we got a discount on it for income tax purposes you can use either of the following two methods to account for cash discounts one deduct cash discount from purchases and two credit the cash discount to a discount income account you must use the chosen method every year for all your purchase discounts we have to be consistent once we choose a method if you choose the second method the credit balance in the account at the end of your tax year is business income 
Under this method, you do not reduce the cost of goods sold by the cash discount you received. When valuing your closing inventory, you cannot reduce, you cannot reduce the invoice price by merchandise on hand at the close of the tax year by the average or estimated discounts received on the merchandise. Trade discounts. These are reductions from list or catalog prices and usually are not written into the invoice or charged to the customer. Do not enter these discounts on your books of accounts. Instead, use only the net amount as the cost of the merchandise purchased. For more information, you can go to the trade discounts in Chapter 6. So if you have uh, information or you have situations where you're dealing with the discounts, take a look at the trade discounts. Payment place in escrow. If the buyer of your property places part or all of the purchase price in escrow, you do not include any part of it in gross sales until you actually or constructively receive it. So notice that if you're thinking about escrow, you're thinking about kind of a third party that's holding on to as an agent until the transaction is complete. So in that case, the third party, we haven't really constructively received anything yet, yet right? And you think of escrow as a home sale, typically is where most people have a familiarity with escrow. So if there's some type of transaction and the third party is acting as an agent to facilitate the transaction, well, in this case, the, the transaction hasn't fully completed until it's, it's removed from, it's going away or it's removed from escrow because that's the part in time that you actually or constructively receive it. And when you actually and constructively receive it, that's usually the point in time that you include uh, it in income. However, upon completion of the terms of the contract and the escrow agreement, you will have taxable income, even if you do not accept the money until the next year. So if the escrow is basically completed and they say, okay, you've, the money's here, even if you don't basically take the money, if you, you have it and you've constructively have it and receive it because you have control of it at that point of time, it's cleared the requirements of escrow, then you can't just wait on it until the following year. You have to basically report the income at that point in time. Sales returns and allowances. Credits you allow customers for returned merchandise and any other allowances you make on sales are deductions from gross sales in figuring net sales. Advanced payments. Special rules dealing with an accrual method of accounting for payments received in advance are discussed in Chapter 2 under the accrual method. So remember that the advance payments, we're typically thinking about the type of method we're using. Are we using a cash method or accrual method? But note that the IRS will deviate from a cash method or accrual method at times, typically the times when it's going to be most beneficial to the IRS. Uh, so you can take a look at those circumstances when you consider the accrual methods that we took a look at in prior presentations. Insurance proceeds. If you receive insurance or another type of reimbursement for a casualty or theft loss, you must subtract it from the loss when you figure your deduction. You cannot deduct the reimbursement, reimbursed part of casualty or theft loss. For information on casualty or theft loss, you can see publication 547. So general rule, of course, for the insurance pro uh, proceeds, if you get insurance money back for something that was insured against, some type of loss that happened, then in essence, you net the two out. So you have to net basically the two out. If you receive more insurance money than that, then maybe you have income for it. If your loss was greater than the amount that you received from insurance, then possibly you have an expense for that amount that was in excess.